This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Fox Across America Game Ball Presentation Ceremony. Give it out each week to the one guest that moved the needle, changed the way I saw things, made me laugh, did something to make this show more interesting than it already was. And to be honest with you, it's not a very high bar, but each week we do like to single out one individual guest. This week's winner, a return winner at that, the co-host of America's Newsroom, who had some prescient predictions about the 2024 election. And who would know better than him, the guy who works the board on election night. I'm talking about battling Bill Hammer who absolutely nailed this interview, covered a lot of pop culture and football along the way, and really made for an all-around great time. So without further ado, Bill Hammer. You don't have to share this with Dana Perino like America's Newsroom. It is exclusively yours. Come get the game ball. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point-of-sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. So right. this morning was the Fox News Spotlight Awards. Hemmer, of course, individually uh, gives you a little report on each person. And I want to tell you a moment of genuine introspection I had. Uh, you were honoring a particular winner, and you showed some of her social media posts, which, of course, were mm -hmm. flattering. Yes. But I turned to Janice Dean next to me, and I'm like, imagine he surfed my feed. <laughs> like, there's, there's probably yeah. a good 2017 Jimmy Fallon doing a keg stand in a taxi or something. Uh -huh. But uh, I'd, I'd actually like to see that. <laughs> uh, I love that you're acting like you but, haven't. But by, the, right, but, kid, but by the way, Senator John Glenn uh, mm. wrote those. Yes. So, is that and, true? Yeah, and he produced those. Yeah, he is. Uh, so he does He does that every year for yes. us. So when you're talking about the offensive line mm -hmm. and how we get assists from the, uh, yes. from the folks who work it. here with us. Glenn crushes it. Even He even yeah. had a few lines in the prompter for old Jimmy Fallon because we had to emcee uh, oh, yeah, a gift wrapping competition. Now, can I give you a little insight into my process? You may. So today at the Foxtown Hall, you guys, we've got the people who run the company, the tippy top, Jay and Suzanne, yeah. are engaged in a gift wrapping competition. They're each on either side. Now, you would think for, you know, self-preservation, okay, you, you, the you, right thing to do is hand it to the boss lady and get out of there with the win. That's right. But here, I want here's you to know your scissors. This, I'll cut your tape. <laughs> this is what happens to me, though. This is true. Okay. As the guy I'm seeing it and judging it, I genuinely want to call a fair fight. So I was watching this thing, and I was like, good, Jimmy, you're not going to do this, are you? Are you going to give this to Wallace? Jimmy, you're going to be driving a can in an hour. <laughs> and I found the metric to credibly give them victory. You want to know what happened? No, tell me. Packages completed. They beat the Suzanne team, beat the J team three to two, only because, and this is interesting, you know how they say football's a game of inches? Yeah. Kilmeade, who exceeded expectations, 
uh, as he was finishing his final package, chose to go the extra mile and put a bow around it. Oh. It precluded him from finishing in regulation. Uh-huh. They lose three to two. A credible win. Wow. A credible so maybe win. quality yeah. points should have gone to uh, kill me. You got <laughs> to, you understand, uh, I'm, you know, if I'm emceeing a gift wrapping competition, yeah. in my head it's sponsored by DraftKings. <laughs> I want legitimate bets here. <laughs> I don't want to rig this thing, Hammer. I so like there, it. There was a lot of integrity, and, and you did a great job. It's good it stuff. Fun. By the way, the, mm-hmm. the folks who, did, who did really, really deserve the award today. Mm-hmm. Was the lighting crew. Oh, absolutely. Everything. Right? Uh-huh. I mean, uh, come on. Let's be honest. They were showing. Well, Jimmy, where would we be without that lighting team? I mean, I have? would be at Hands in Section uh, 9 right. taking people's orders. I'd be driving your cab. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you think, man. Gonna, I, I've I, seen you on the weekends. I, I no gotta, promises there. i got to have the sucker back by. <laughs> 5 p.m. It's a 5 to 5. That's, got it. The way a cab drive wor- driving uh-huh. shift works is. 12 hours, right? Yeah, you split it in half. So okay. the five A to five P, or the five P to the five A. Did you like five A or like five P? I like five A, and I'll tell you why. Uh-huh. Okay, uh, there is a little less traffic at night. I will grant you that, but during the day, nobody throws up in your camp. You know, because everybody's for the most. Is that part. really the reason? That's one of the metrics. The other metric is for real as a creative. The days are actually better in terms of backseat entertainment, and uh. the reason being is anybody can get in your cab at three in the morning, half in the bag, but it takes a real winner to jump in at nine a.m. <laughs> and that's where the stories happen. Oh, now this person's interesting. <laughs> yeah, you got a time well, traveler. Where in the have you seat. been? Yeah, please tell. Te- please tell me. I'm taking notes. Thank you. Now it wouldn't be a conversation about yeah. substance abuse if we didn't uh, yeah. pivot towards <laughs> Hunter <laughs> Biden. Hey, yo, a segue. With a half a joke for the listener. Uh, so in the great movie Fargo, okay, uh, one of my favorite scenes of That's all time, Frances McDormand, who of course, is playing yeah. Margie, the sheriff, uh, and she's trying to interview the Bill Macy character, William Lundergaard, about the missing cars on the lot and his potential involvement in this murder. And uh, William H. Macy famously says, I'll be right back, and you just hear a car peel out, at which point Margie goes, he's fleeing the interview. He's fleeing the interview. Hunter Biden fled the interview. Yes, he did. He Very fled good. the interview like in a that. cutless Sierra with no like VIN that. number on you, it. You doing Gutfeld tonight? Not tonight. Because if you were, I would give him that idea. <laughs> that, that's, too, that's a good one. That's too top shelf. So, um, whew, you want me to address this? Well, I want to get a take on one thing. Okay. Yes. I think... The idea of, I think what they should have done is given the testimony, the reason being is they're about to go home for six weeks. Mm -hmm. And whatever this is, however, whatever might leak out of it, whatever might be framed in a way that the Democrats aren't happy about, is still about to wash back out with the tide of Christmas and New Year's, and we'll see you in six weeks. Mm -hmm. Now we basically just got a sizzle reel for where we're going to pick up six weeks from now. It's very interesting. So um, this here is a calendar of the major... Election moments for the primary season okay. on the Republican side. Mm-hmm. In between are the times that Trump is in court. Oh. And it's a e- lot. Every day. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> that's going to be happening. Yep. And I don't know if that concludes in six months. Probably not. Probably yeah, goes the entire trend. year. I've been watching these poll numbers. I, this is not empirical evidence here. I'm just telling you Trump's not campaigning. Yeah. He's not doing it. Nope. He'll do a rally once a week, but he's, he, yeah. he's not campaigning. Mm-hmm. And the numbers just keep going higher. Yep. And what is he doing? He's, sh- he's showing up in court. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a correlation? Probably. Yep. I can't prove it. Mm-hmm. But if these court appearances keep happening, what's going to happen to his numbers? Yeah. Higher and higher. If if DeSantis drops out, where do his supporters go? Probably Trump. Uh, Conversely, uh-huh. you're going to have Republicans in the House 
holding as many hearings as they possibly can. Yep. They're going to subpoena Hunter Biden. I don't know if he appears yeah. or if he defies it or if he goes and he sits down and pleads the, the fifth. fifth. But ultimately, I, I mean, I think Joe Biden is the Democratic nominee. OK, I think right now can't prove it that Donald Trump will probably be the. Republican you think we're going to get nominee. the rematch? I think we're going to have the rematch. And and if I'm right, mm-hmm. you're going to have a battle between the RNC and the DNC saying, Jimmy, your guy is dirtier than my guy. <laughs> and the entire election uh-huh. will hinge on that theme. That's, you're talking about in horse racing, they say you've got to be a mutter. You've got to be able to run on a sloppy track. Yeah. This is a mutter race. This is one of those yeah. Kentucky derbies mm-hmm. where you, you bought the fancy hat, but it's right. a driving rainstorm. Right. So, you know, we study this stuff, right? Uh-huh. And I... Uh, I mean, I personally think that I think that I think the Democratic Party has had Silicon Valley wired. Yeah. Not all the time, but of the last 12, arguably to 15 years. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the Republicans are good at it at all. Mm-mm. And if they don't get better, they're going to get smoked again. That's a good point. And so I, th- I think you need to watch. Those two stories as we move through 2024. The digital battle. Bill Hemmer is in studio making it look easy. It is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. What By I, the way, can um, I say, are we done? Yeah. No, anything you got, go ahead. Uh, how, how many minutes do we have? Oh, we got like, we can go, we can go another eight if we got Can if we I want. tell you, mm-hmm. uh, were you going to move to another topic? No, no, go ahead. We just, we, the way me and you do this, it's like Chuck so Berry. Just, who, who's Tommy DeVito? Oh, I know. Who is he? Okay. I followed the sport and did not know he was playing. It's such a great story. So the Giants decided they can't get a Super Bowl ring, so they're going to get a pinky ring instead. Uh-huh. That's essentially <laughs> where we're going <laughs> with his mafioso-looking agent, who we love. Uh, Tommy DeVito, an unsigned free agent, went to Don Bosco in Jersey. and uh, Oh, good school. 27, nicknamed Tommy Cutlets because he lives at home with his mom and said he likes the free laundry and the chicken cutlets. Uh, where did he go to college? Uh, he went, oh, I know this. Mikey knows as a giant, yeah, Syracuse. Okay. And wasn't a starter, though, right, Mikey? Yeah, I mean, he didn't start at Syracuse. He didn't start for at the Orange Syracuse. And now he's starring in a Disney movie. But you understand, <laughs> as fans of the sport, the way this goes. Yeah, keep going. Is uh, this guy either wins his next three, they somehow take a wild card to the playoffs, and we get a Disney movie out of it. Uh, right. Or he's out of the league in two months, and or we never this, talk about or him Or this again. weekend. Yeah. Um, so here's my take Great story, on. though. I just think that this, the reason why the NFL is America's game yep. is because of guys like Tommy DeVito. Mm-hmm. And... Before the season started, you had some amazingly talented quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Not everywhere, but pretty close Big to Big names. It. Half of them are hurt. Yep. Some of them aren't coming back this year. Some of them are going to fight to be back on the field. Probably is not a good decision. Yeah, but shouldn't. That's an Aaron Rodgers right there. Uh, agreed on that, too. Yep. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not convinced that that necessarily is going to happen just yep. yet. But that to the side. When you have undrafted, free agent, no names who come out of nowhere off a practice squad, put on a helmet, run on the field, and lead your team to victory. Yep. The entire city is like, my man. <laughs> it's so good. Right? I mean, you were talking about Rocky Three before yeah. we came out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Rocky One, bro. <laughs> and it is true because... Tommy DeVito, uh, yeah. Jake Browning. These are amazing American stories, and that's why the sport captures the imagination of millions and will continue to. Amen, Bill Hammer. Because you look at it this way. A year ago, Tommy DeVito was closer to being in the stands, 
you know, tailgating at a game yeah. than he was at, to starting for the Giants. Right. And then you get this miraculous turnaround. And what really makes it so magical is you're a fan of the NFL and you have an understanding and a grasp of just the magnitude of how big this animal is. So you know what I did over the weekend, mm. which I've never done before? Mm. I took my brother Mike. It was his 50th birthday par- uh, present. We went to Jerry World and we watched the Cowboys play the Eagles. And it was such a it was Sunday night football. Yeah. And it was such a surreal experience because Cowboy fans classy. They're some of the sweetest people around, but they get up for the Eagles. Uh-huh. They don't like the right, Eagles. Right, right. So there was a lot of heat and the, in that Those stadium. waters run deep. 105,000 screaming <laughs> lunatics <laughs> and to understand that a guy could walk in off the street okay and be at the helmet you know be in the in the huddle for one of those it yeah. really is a magical nfl thing yeah because quarterback specifically absolutely a thousand percent in the modern era quarterback is a, as a sports descriptor is the closest thing we have to what the heavyweight champion of the world was probably 80 80 years ago mm-hmm. 60 70 years ago when you're the heavyweight champ in the Joe Lewis era, the 30s, 40s, 50s, into the Marciano era, into the Ali era, the heavyweight championship had a panache. Okay, if you yeah. are a Super Bowl winning franchise quarterback, yeah. there's a panache there right. that I think is unique to the sport. Very right? good. Ali, Leon Spinks. Leon Spinks. I mean, when, when those fights were on TV back in the day, people watched. Yes. Well, I'll tell you one thing I think boxing did wrong, really quick, since we're going anywhere. Uh, boxing mm. taking the sport exclusively to pay-per-view and cable was very lucrative, but they lost a lot of casual fans who used thousand, to watch. A thousand yeah. percent. Do you know how many times Mike Tyson or Muhammad Ali actually fought on like Wide World of Sports? Yeah, they, like yeah, twenty-five right. each. That's so right. they were household names before you started paying forty bucks, eighty bucks, and now one hundred and fifty bucks to watch yeah, them. That's right. When Tyson went to pay-per-view, he fought Michael Spinks, eighty-seven. They fought in Atlantic City at the Boardwalk Convention okay, Center. keep going. There was a young casino promoter by the name of Donald Trump uh, in ah, the ring. Ah, look at you. Don King, of course, staging the promotion. Of course, with the Cleveland, debut Ohio. Of the King Big Vision time. crown in the ring. Yeah. And that was the 91-second knockout for a fight we had paid $39.95 for on pay-per-view. It was uh-huh. the first time we had ever done that as boxing fans. There first were cl- time. There were close. Fights over. Yeah, 91 you, seconds. Oh, my God. Pass the guacamole. Let, let me ask you this. Hey. So the night that Tyson fought Buster Douglas. Oh, yeah. Was that pay-per-view? That was HBO it, because it was a throwaway fight because it was a, it, it was, was Japan. It was in Japan. Uh, they fought really late at night because of the time zone difference okay. to make it work here. So it was cable. Yes, it was HBO, though. Right. He so had, you had to pay a little more. Yes. He had beat Spanx, but you had to at least be subscribing to that. They didn't have betting odds on that fight in most Vegas casinos. Mm-hmm. I remember the Larry Merchant line. It's in my brain for the rest of my life. I was in sixth grade for that, but I yeah. grew up in a big boxing house. We watched yeah. a lot of boxing. And uh, James Murphy. What year was that? Was that 89? Uh, t- uh, 87? Him, him against Buster Douglas. No, 87 was the video game. I believe it was 89. 89? Yeah. Uh, so let me give you this. He goes, uh, the only thing I can tell you about James Buster Douglas is he has a dog named Shakespeare. <laughs> and then Lampley goes, well, I have a feeling Mr. Douglas could be starring in a tragedy tonight here in Japan. <laughs> really? And he won the fight. That's pretty good. That's why you watch, though. That's I, why you watch. I was visiting my sister at Bowling Green State University. Oh, BG. We, we went into a bar, mm-hmm. standing room only, because we're waiting for Tyson to knock oh, yep. somebody's head off. This will be over in a minute. Right. <laughs> and we were all stunned. I go back to my part-time sports producer job in wow. Cincinnati, Ohio, and they say Buster Douglas is coming home. He lived in Columbus. <laughs> I remember that. We drove up to Columbus, and we waited for the plane to hit the tarmac. Good. That's amazing. And thousands of people were there to say, welcome home, champ. <laughs> <laughs> 
You talk about a Rocky moment, yeah. though. Buster Douglas, the Tommy DeVito. That, that, you, that's right. Boxing. The Jake Browning. That is so incredible. Do you know who Jake Browning is? Give me the Jake Browning story. <laughs> I feel like is, I know it. This is you, – you are making the point. This is great. Yeah. Jake Browning has been on the practice squad for the Cincinnati oh, Bengals yeah, okay. yep. for three and a half years. Yeah, yeah, I know. Okay. This year, gets hurt. he had yeah. a total of one pass attempt, zero completions. Burrow gets hurt. Yep. He's won two of the last three. Do you want to know how you took I'm me? I'm just saying. You want to know how you took me for a ride on this? Minnesota this weekend. Here's a professional broadcaster. Just This is a meet-a-you moment that we should have off the air, okay? Because okay. you're always looking out for your man, okay? Uh-huh. You being a Reds fan, I thought there was an off chance you were telling me a Tom Browning story. Uh-huh. And I was just going to nod along because, heaven forbid, you were tra- crashing the car. I wasn't going to call you out on it. Yeah. How about that, Hammer? Who loves you, pal? <laughs> That's pretty Jake Browning, good. Burrow's backup. I yeah, gotcha. Phenomenal and, story. And Sunday, I'll give you the amazing story of, of Tom, Tom Browning. He threw a perfect game. His perfect game. Uh, the point it's Hem- a good one. That is going to do it for the Fox Cross America Game Ball presentation ceremony. I am all over your TV this coming week. So buckle up, Buttercup. Have the best weekend allowable by law. And we will continue the Christmas countdown this Monday on Fox Across America. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Hey there, it's me, Kennedy. Make sure to check out my podcast, Kennedy Saves the World. It is five days a week, every week. Download and listen at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.